Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Collective. We have another fantastic show planned out for you here today. We are going to be talking about identity and self-expression. John, uh, we're going to be talking about that stuff. But before we get into what we are identified as, what you should identify as is a like, a subscribe, and a notification bell. That's what you should identify with. And that way, you get an email every time we're online, and you get to enjoy the show with us every day. It's pretty awesome times. Um, couple things before we get into the actual topic of discussion. A, none of us are doctors. Although I'm sure Seth will be a doctor soon. I'll just keep going. <laughs> Pick up the pace. Right? Pace, bro. And, uh, and so we're not doctors. Any things that we're talking about um, do take with, a, I guess, a grain of salt and understand that these are our experiences and the, what we do and you know how we live our life. Um, if you are experiencing any sort of issues or need to bounce feeling triggered feeling agitated by all means bounce head out go talk to a professional go talk to a psychologist psychiatrist doctor friend whatever you need to do to uh bring yourself back to regular and then you can always join us again later so by all means any other things that we that i forget to cover in the first thing and then i remember 20 minutes later you got anything sean uh, I just want to uh, maybe identify the fact that over the last couple of weeks now, we've just, I, I feel like we've kind of had some knock it out of the park moments. And uh, though we're not into this one yet, which we will crack out of the park, uh, for anyone who's just joining us for the first time right now, please do me a favor and take a moment to look back on the body of work over the last couple of weeks. Mm. We've had some killer guests and we've had some killer topics, particularly in men's mental health month being June. Uh, I feel that the topics we've hit are really, really relevant to a lot of uh, guys that I know. So, um, and myself included. So mm -hmm. please take the time to review what we've covered. And on that note, chance, I just want to, um, uh, get this admin point out of the way. Maybe you could create like a little rock concert poster that just has from uh, June 01 all the way down each day and just list each topic right. so that there's, you know, 15, whatever, however many, what, 16 topics listed that are easily, yeah. oh, on June 3rd, they did dot, dot, dot. Raj, I can get that out later this afternoon. Right no on. problem. Um, quick little comment, Jason. Good to see you. Hello, collective men. Um, I like it. There you go. We're uh, we are collective men. I like that. Just kind of a it's it's like a general identity that we can all kind of adhere to in one way or the other. Well, um, how about this? Let me throw a little twist between the ribs. Let's do it. Uh, so we yeah, I guess we are kind of collective men, but in a sense, we're creating a much greater collective than just collective men. And let me, I. I I don't think uh, I don't think Jason's wife will mind me saying this. So uh, Jason Subcoach's wife contacted me this morning in DM and just said, "Hey, you know, thanks for everything that you guys do. Jay loves what you're doing. He loves being involved with it, et cetera, et cetera, and it's been really good for him, et cetera." And my response back was, "Hey, uh, you know what? It's been awesome getting to know Jay. He's he's really." kind of uh, a great addition to the collective and uh, I, I think he's a great dude but don't tell him because it'll go to his big stupid head uh, and so uh, and you know we, we had a couple of laughs on that but my point being that it, this month particularly 
there's been a, a growing phenomenon of more collective men collecting, but it's not just men. There's lots of ladies that are paying attention, even mm -hmm. in this month, June, though they're not directly involved in the conversation. They are involved in the conversation from the periphery. So all the things that we talk about as men is being talked about at the kitchen table in the family home mm -hmm. in the evening. So I dig that. It's, it's not just collective men. It's collective people. I like that. <clears throat> Seb, you got some? It's a regular warfare, man. War by proxy. <laughs> a war on yeah. mental health stigmas. A war on all the things that you know we address during this month. And everybody along the way is there to help as a result of getting sucked in one way or another. <laughs> I love yeah. it. It's great. Yeah, I love it. I really, it really feels like it's, um, we're getting to a point where we're able to refine these topics because a lot of them, you know, I've, I've talked to other people about this and I've talked to, uh, you know, my, even my massage therapist I was talking to today and I was like, you know, we've hit some pretty amazing topics that no one talks about mm -hmm. like at all. They, they talk at it, right? Like, Oh, suicide is, you know, it's bad. We need to figure out how to not have this happen anymore. <laughs> but that's it right <laughs> that's mm. it. There no, no one, everyone's just talking at it but no one's really discussing it no one's getting involved in it and it's uh it's really beautiful actually to, to be able to see the refinement that we've been able to pick out even in an hour like Agreed. we don't have a lot of time but we've been able to really fine-tune some things and remove some stigma and just discuss without judgment without you know, derogatory, derogatoriness. I don't know if that's a word, but you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think one of the reasons that we've been able to do it to some degree is because the guests that we have on are confident men this month, mm -hmm. confident enough to be able to have confidence in who they are as their self-identity. They can self-express themselves. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I feel that um, it's, it's a matter of choosing the right panel it not just anyone can have these conversations and i don't mean to say that in the sense of if you just haven't had enough life experience you don't deserve to be in front of the mic what i am saying is it's it's a tough job to be in front of this mic and do it well and it's not for everyone uh it's barely for me and so uh, the right person or the right panel uh, we'll be able to move the needle on a lot of these subjects. And whether we've been lucky or whether we've carefully crafted it uh, is immaterial. The fact remains that every day the panel has crushed it. So uh, I'm really stoked about how this, the conversations this month have continued to refine themselves so that we're more and more openly transferring knowledge between each other and openly speaking about our experiences and some of the low rent wisdom that we may or may not have. I like that. It's well put. Um, now, Jason just hit us back. It's truly an honor, fellas. It's actually our honor. It's our honestly, honor. Yeah. 100%. Like the, the fact, and I get this actually quite a bit from the guests who will, you know, I reach out afterwards and I, I thank them for being on and I appreciate them being here. And Almost to a T, everyone has said, no, honestly, it has been my pleasure being there. And then we have this little, like, who's who's enjoyed it more kind of deal. <laughs> like it was, well, no, well, I really enjoyed it. Well, no, I really enjoyed it. And it's just back and forth. But mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of hilarious. But uh, th as, as you said, 
it allows us to pass on that information, not just within this small group, but to the internet. Yeah. And that you just made a super important point that I don't think has ever been stated before. I don't think I've ever heard you say it out loud quite that way before. We've got some real characters that show up here, like some really kind of, I don't want to say powerful men. I, I want to say notable men. How about that? And some of the characters that show up, like I would never expect any of them to say, wow, like I really enjoyed being on the show. I can't wait to come back. But that's the imposter syndrome kind of kicking in to some degree. But I think it's really important that you said that out loud, buddy, because uh, I need to hear that from time to time that guests are enjoying it so much that they want to come back rather than I want them to come back. Of course, I want them to come back. But now that I know it's a two-way street, it feels it feels better, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, <clears throat> excuse me, mutually beneficial, right? You surround yourself with challenges, with uh, savages rather, but you want it to be mutually beneficial. And that's exactly what this has all been. I mean, we've been growing through those conversations those conversations over the last like couple of weeks, especially, you know, just based on the depth that which we <laughs> dove into, but also bre- based on the uh, depth and breadth of experience. So some of the guests that came on that just brought new lenses to our already sort of, oh man, it's, yeah, it's so exciting. Good. There's it's so exciting. much, there's so much ahead. There's just so yeah. much work. Yeah. And, was, and Chance, uh, you, you'd said that uh, you're talking with your, you said massage therapist, I think. Yeah. Well, yesterday I was seeing my osteopath and, uh, you know, during it's a 75 minute long session and, and probably three times during that session, I called out three different, uh, potties or podcasts from uh, the collective where she, uh, had, you know, mentioned something about a friend who dot, 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 oh, well, you know, we had a session on that, uh, just about a week ago, it was on, uh, Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, next subject. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe if you check out the start of this month. And and so yesterday, uh, I in fact, I think I put a screenshot up. Was it last night or this morning? Anyway, a screenshot of a, a young fellow who just started following me recently, he had a bunch of questions. And then it was kind of like, well, you know, how do you deal with stress? And I've said that I said this to you, Seb, right? a long time ago. I said, man, I just get I get hit with a lot of great questions and I, and the way I am is I want to help everyone. So mm-hmm. I'm going to pour myself in even some dude that I don't even know how to spell his name. I'm going to try to be helpful, but you know, it's a tidal wave of help and it, it was starting to bury me to some degree worse. I don't want to say so many people, but enough people were contacting me and I was putting myself into so many people. I couldn't keep up. So I believe I said to you, Seb, a long time ago, I've got to figure out a way that I can redirect people to the things I've already said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, holy moly. <laughs> Last night, that screenshot, you know, how do you deal with stress? Check. This month is Men's <laughs> Mental Health Month. And if you go back to January 12th, where we covered uh, blah, 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 stress and anxiety, et cetera, check it out. Let me know. Give me some feedback mm. once you've listened to the episode. Exactly. If you've any further questions. Mm-hmm. And you know what it does? It, and I do this as well, uh, Sean, even if I direct them to other podcasts that are, oh, you know, yes, right. completely unrelated. But what I what I like about that is it also establishes their 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 will to work 
for 100%. something. It's not they're not looking. They're not after instant gratification. They they've done a bit of work. They found you. Then they do the work of listening to the podcast, whatever the case may be. If they come back to me with additional questions after that that weren't addressed in the podcast, I'm all over it. But oh, I'm a fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. And and if they don't, you know, they either one of two things: yeah. they got all the in answers they needed, or they just bounce because it was difficult. There was two hours to That's spend right. listening to a podcast. You know, I want to be in JTF too, but I don't want to listen to a thirty-minute-long podcast. So don't so don't waste my time. I'm not. Yeah. Don't, don't waste you. your time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, <clears throat> so I got one comment, and then we'll dive into the conversation here. But uh, Octavian says, to our point, uh, I talked to my girlfriend about the topics here nightly after the baby goes to sleep. Could not nice. be more grateful, gentlemen. A buddy is listening to the imposter syndrome chat on his way to Ottawa right now. Oh, that's awesome. fantastic. Boom. That's exactly what we're looking for. And to your point, um, initially, when I first started podcasting, one of the things my wife said to me, actually, that was of, I, I started to get, you know, you know, I'm 30 or 40 podcasts in, I'm starting to get tired and, you know, it's kind of hard and editing kind of sucks and all these things that, you know, all the voices in your head start to go at it. And my wife was like, it's not even about them. It's not even about the guests. It's not about you. You were laying down a repository of information for your boys mm -hmm. oh, at a bare sure. minimum. But on top of that, all of that information that you're laying out, you're giving it to the world and the world will benefit more from doing that. And, to the point of the identity, um, you know, what Jason said earlier, collective men, we are a collective. We are society. We are the unit. We are the whatever. And it's up to us to direct the change. If we see something we don't like, it's up to us to change it. So let's get into identity and self-expression because I think this plays directly into it is as a collective – how do we want to identify? How do we want to present to the world? And that's a very big question that I think many people don't ask themselves at all, let alone. <laughs> well, I am going to cheat. I'm going to draw it back to how I want to title it, <laughs> self-identity and self-expression. And uh, I, 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 I know that the title is correct, identity and self-expression. I'm not going to push it way out uh, off to the side and never talk about it again. But I'll start with self-identity and self-expression. And so um, I feel that, and drawing back on what uh, Jay said of collective men, um, in order to be part or in order to identify with a group called collective men, in order to identify with a group called force men from the first special service force men, in order to identify with any righteous or legit group, first, you've got to self-identify. You've, you've got to identify who you are and what you're joining and what you're going to add to that identity, that group identity. First, you've got to know you in order to know what you're stepping into, in order to know why you're stepping into it, in order to know what you're going to add to it. Those are all things that you should be asking yourself before you put half a foot into any group. And so first things first, self-identify. Why am I struggling? Why am I winning? Why am I this? Why am I that? All of those questions you've got to figure out for yourself rather than figure none of it out, step into a group, and then use the group to start on day zero of figuring out your self-identity. Because now you're trying to do two things. You're trying to figure out you and you're trying to figure out the group. And they typically 
are a struggle when you combine those two things, if you're early on the process of improvement. And so figure out you, then figure out what group you want to join into. Does that make sense? 100%. So have you got something on it? Yeah, it, the same can be said with relationship. Like you, when people get together with with some sort of underlying codependency, all of a sudden it's I need this person to be this person, and I want our lives to be interwoven and all these other things, and it's great. But imagine if this person builds their life and their identity and their and their and and everything that they strive for, their purpose, the meaning behind life, and everything, and they are on a on a path on a, a, a path of of, of growth. And now they're ready for a relationship to share the moment with somebody else that pulls in the same direction that has their stuff together. And now you're kind of going, you know, along that way instead of, okay, let's be interdependent and, and, or codependent rather. And if one person, if something happens with one person, I'm completely decimated. I've taken, you know, I've, I'm, I'm worth nothing. I'm useless. And all those things, it creates some real bad patterns. So it's not only in the collective, in the sense of being in a team, but also in being in a, in a, with another person, just even one other person, be the best version of yourself so that you're bringing this to the equation, you know? I agree. Um, I, I looked this up and I just wanted to really, I want to do this because I think it's important. And it, I looked up the definition of what identity is, right? And the first one is the condition of being a certain person or thing. The second one, the set of characteristics by which a person or thing is definitively recognizable or known. And number three, the awareness that an individual or group has been, a, has, has of being a distinct persisting entity. And the reason I wanted to hit all those was the fact that if we don't identify who we are at our core and we enter into something that is going to change us in a way, then that will wrap a veneer around nothing. Like it'll be hollow in the center. And so from my own experience, you know, I didn't really know who I was before I joined the army. And so when I got that, uh, the CAD pad on, I was the CAD pad, right? I was the soldier. I was this, it was a, I was identifying with an external thing instead of originally identifying me. And that led to a whole host of problems that we've talked about before over the last while. Right. But the, the trick, I guess the not even the trick, the ability to figure out who you are before you wrap that veneer around you will allow you to put that on and off like a jacket rather than having to chisel it off before you can enter into figuring out who you are because that's what I had to do. I had to basically strip away the military mindset of being the soldier before I could figure out who Chance was. And I think that it's something that I, I look at this as uh, the second definition, the set of characteristics by which a person or thing is definitively recognizable or known. I, that's all I was known by. I was the soldier until I realized that I was much more than that. And once I was able to build that up, that allowed me to express who I was at the core as well as being a soldier. But it took me. 10 years, <laughs> 10 years after getting out and doing all this stuff. So it, it's a challenge. It not, not saying it's easy for by any means, but it is something that we all, I think need to do and experience. I'll push back a little bit. All right. Hit me. 
It's not a challenge and it's not that hard unless you think it's a challenge mm-hmm. and you think it's hard, but it's not because you get to set the velocity. You get to set the pace. You can tell yourself to pick up the pace or you can tell yourself to slow down the pace. The pace is up to you. So the important part is that you got to make the change and the change, the velocity of the change is completely up to you. Mm-hmm. So it never has to be uncomfortable. It never has to suck. It's all under your control. So if you don't know your self-identity, if you've never ever thought about who you are, what you define yourself as, or more importantly, as you state a chance, what something is abs- observed as. So in that sense, you're observing yourself, but society is also observing you as well. Mm-hmm. And so that self-identity piece, if that isn't touched before you go out there and start being part of identity groups, yeah, of course you're going to be lost in the mix. You're going to be lost within yourself. But the pace to make the change doesn't have to be uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be anything. It can be fun mm-hmm. if you tell yourself it's fun. And here, here's what I'm proposing. If you're starting out on this on day zero and you want to do better, don't turn it into the suck. It might be suck, but don't tell yourself, oh, no, I've got a decade's worth of suck ahead of me. Oh, no, I'm never going to start because I know a bunch of guys who do that. And Chance, you may have done that yourself at one point because you weren't carefully choosing your language that you're speaking to yourself too. The internal dialogue can be soft or hard. It can be good or bad, but we shape it. It's all our minds that are determining those words. And if we're telling ourselves that it's going to be a heinous path forward of improvement, well, guess what? It's going to be heinous. But you can spin that upside down and say, man, I'm stoked. I'm going to go crush this awesomeness that I'm pursuing. It's a game, man. You get to you get to play the game however you want. And if you put your quarter into the uh, into the arcade game and, and you hit the button that says suck, well, congratulations, that's what you get. But if you click the other button that says freaking bring on the awesome, well, that's what you get. And so it's a mindset, man. It's really a mindset. I, I could not agree more. So have you got any points on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really... I really dig that. I really dig that concept. And at the end of the day, if if I was to die today and I was writing my eulogy, what would I want it to say? What would I want it to say about me and the person I was? And what would be prioritized on that list? And if any of those things are missing, then I'm doing something incorrectly. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't say RCMP member, right? That That is not what I would want to see on there. That is not what I would want to be remembered by. And so there, there's a few things there. It's easy to let things that are cool and fun and, and challenging define you. It's really easy to do that, but it's also extremely dangerous. It's also extremely dangerous to be uni, unidimensional, mm-hmm. where, where the one thing that defines you, if anything that is completely external to your control takes it over, you're nothing. That is a terrifying prospect. And so developing all of those multidimensional pieces of your personality in various fields is super exciting. 
if something happens to you and you can't work out for four months because you've had a, a catastrophic injury, you're now developing your intellectual capacity. You're now doing this and this. You're learning a new language. You're whatever the case may be, and vice versa. If something happens and you have, you know, uh, 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 some sort of other impediment, maybe you're working out, you're doing these other things, or you're going gardening, or you're, you know, you have so many layers to your personality, and all of those things combined are 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 essentially who you are. And so now if any of those individual pieces are taken away, it's not a big deal because there's an entire framework there to support you as a person. So that's what I really focused on as I was coming up through, you know, my own career, just to make sure that none of those pieces by themselves, once removed, would sort of topple me. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. uh, it <clears throat> kind of goes to, I think what we were talking about the other day was, you know, when you silo, when you silo your development and you just build on one line and you're just that thing anything can take you out and then you have to and then you have to figure out who you are or you have to figure out your own identity and self-expression outside of the thing that you had held so dear or that you had held as your identity right and it becomes uh i mean it can become challenging as you said sean um or it can be fun and i as you were talking about that it kind of reminded me that there were lots of times when i was in the army we knew we were going into something that was going to suck. And yet we could all look at each other and be like, hey, all right, let's go get some. Right. But there were also lots of times that we sat there and be like, Oh God, here we go. And we would slog through it. But the, the amount of, the amount of stress or the amount of uh, difficulty was very much defined by how much we either were like into it or not. And if we were really into it, didn't matter we, that you could throw whatever and you by we us. what do you mean uh i mean the team so and what was the team the team was me and the other soldiers that i was with at the time how many i'd say at the time seven so me and uh, me and seven other eight people a, section. a small section yeah did you have a leader we did yes did he well, suck yeah i was gonna say we we had a person in a leadership position <laughs> so to my point yeah there's no way it should have been that you should have all been like squared away on point and ready to get after it there shouldn't be a moment where everyone shrugs their shoulders and says i'm not going to do my job today that's leadership mm -hmm. and so that never should have been allowed and that lesson that was imparted on all of those men at that point still carries forward to this day within you. Yep. And so you have the opportunity to uh, compare or contrast or contextualize against how it shouldn't be done and how it should be done. Some people only ever see how it should be done. Some people only ever see how it shouldn't be done. But you are in the mix of you saw good and you saw bad. Now, it's for you in that moment. That moment, not today, mm -hmm. but that moment was the opportunity to change that. That moment in time. But it's lost now to the past. Now's the time to make those changes moving forward or in the present. And so I don't want to gloss over the fact that, well, sometimes we were happy, sometimes we were sad. I don't know why. And it just, things just happen. And <laughs> no, that's not how life works. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's poor leadership. And by the way, not only poor leadership, that's poor troops. 
because you bought into the poor leadership and yeah. you allowed the moment to suck bad. Yeah. Now, suck is suck. I get it. Sometimes it sucks so bad that you're all looking at each other and thinking, wow, this does suck. Mm-hmm. But leadership will sort that out. And uh, there never should have been a time in history where a small section feels like, yeah, I'm just not going to do my job today. You know what I'm saying? I do. And it you bring up a great point in that I can't do anything about that now, right? That this the, the time did happen. But what I can do, especially for my own self-expression and who I am as a person now, I can utilize that that uh, that happenstance, what actually happened, utilize those tools and bring them forward into my life every day. And I can direct my own self-expression based off of the fact that I don't want to do that again. Right. And so I do this with my boys actually, when they start going, Oh, I don't really want to go outside for a walk. And I'm like, are you kidding me? We're going to go for a walk. Let's go have fun. We're going to go look at animals. We're going to see the trees. We're going to have the wind. And I get excited about it. So they get excited about it. And I get to utilize those skill sets from the mistakes that I've made in the past, instead of letting them drag me back down into the same mistake over and over and over again. If that makes sense. Um, we do have uh... cultural leadership. So what you uh, are describing is the culture that you're setting for your boys, for your family, yeah. for that day. And, you know, overseas with a small section that was poorly led, the your self-identity was, yeah, well, I guess I'm going to suck today. <laughs> and then the group's identity, not self-identity, but the identity of the group is then, well, I guess we're all going to suck today because we're allowed to suck. And what I'm suggesting is there's self-identity and there's identity. Identity is identifying something that's external to you and thinking, oh, that's a set of characteristics or a pattern or whatever. That's its identity. And so my self-identity gets to play with that identity. And so if I'm telling myself today's the lazy day for the rest of my life, well, I can't, I can't then identify a hard charging group of people that I'm going to go just walk right into the middle of and think, ah, now I'm going to identify with this crew. (laughs) And so the idea being that to draw the comparison to the moment in time that you faced where everyone just kind of, I'll call it give gave up um, with good leadership, giving up doesn't happen. And then that, not giving up moment is reinforced within your own self identity. Mm-hmm. And then you can carry that forward into the future as the example to other groups. And so you've got to understand what you bring to the table or what you're capable of or how the world actually should work by being a strong man, a strong character, a strong individual who will hold true to what they know is right. And through that, it will create the identity of the group. Looking at the collective as an example, if we all self-identify as we're all trying to do the right thing, and then as a group, we all self-identify the identity of the collective as trying to do the right thing, but then one of us is absolutely not doing the right thing, well, the identity of the group is being culturally changed by one individual. And so when it comes to self-identity, that's just on us, but identity of a group can also be on just one individual unless as a group it culturally sorts the moment out 
Yeah, it's funny. I was teaching a leadership course yesterday in Burnaby and I, I asked the group, I said, how many bad apples do you need in your on your watch to ruin the group dynamic? <laughs> and they all said the same thing, one, right? That's all you need. But what I find interesting about what you're saying, Sean, and what uh, Chance was saying is is it, it had me thinking, you know, when we say surround yourself with savages, and I, I'm going to try to make sense of this, but when we say surround yourself yourself with savages and you bring the same savagery to the game, now this person elevates the game on this on this particular piece. And then this other person elevates the game on this particular piece. But all of it is you having that self-reflection and say, I need to elevate my game. I need to elevate. So the problem is, is if you have a bunch of people that are naturally not like that, they can be led and inspired into doing it on account of this person is saying that I should do X, Y, and Z, but that never comes back. So you're limited by that one person because every, mm -hmm. nobody will surpass him because he's the person that's sort of establishing what the collective identity is. And so everybody else is trying to be kind of like him, but there's no real work being done to surpass him where now he has to catch up and that is the difference yeah, between, buddy. Be, between being surrounded surrounded by savages and have and having a group that's not yeah you'll you you guys have both heard me say it too many times perhaps but one of my favorite slogans is pick up the pace man mm -hmm. freaking pick up the pace and it's not because i'm looking over my shoulder thinking they'll never pass me I'm saying it because I want, want you to, to pass me, man. Mm -hmm. Pick up the freaking pace mm -hmm. so that I can chase you for a bit. So that you can lead the way for a bit. So that I can see you start to gap off across the horizon. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I really got to get after it. Mm -hmm. So I don't think... So self-identity, you can identify within your own world that you are the leader of your own universe as an isolated individual. But the moment that you step into a group identity, now it's your job to figure out how you fit into that group and not get lazy within the group. So let me make a crude point, a crude example, where if someone sees what we're doing over here on the collective and they're super excited, they want to get become a collective man, uh, individual. Well, the moment that you step in, you got to earn your spot. You've got to earn your seat at the virtual table. You've got to stay in the game every day. You don't step in on day one and then sit back and relax and cruise because you're not helping the group. You're not helping yourself. The purpose of a group is to collectively work to the benefit of the group. At least that's what we're doing over here. And so to collectively benefit the group, you've got to do your part to push the envelope. You've got to push the pace you got to pick up the pace so that we can all see all of us picking up the pace. I'm super encouraged to do what I do every morning by seeing people that I know literally picking up their pace that morning, that day, yesterday, every day since I've started to know them. They don't need to go at a velocity that would turn them into an astronaut by the end of the weekend, but you just got to set some velocity to improve yourself every day. And then I'm a fan. Now you're in the game. Now I'm my self identity is identifying you as a team player within a cultural identity of collective men. Then I'm stoked. I'm never stoked. If someone hops in and either cruises or worse yet starts backsliding and drags down 
the cultural identity of the group. I think, Seb, you got something? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, brother. All right. Uh, <clears throat> first off, I just want to hit uh, Alan. What's up, buddy? I go. It's good to see yeah. you. Um, I got a comment from Dr. C here, but I want to just point this out real quick is that I think this goes into the concept of self-expression within the group and that when you enter a group in order to, you know, benefit the group, you have to understand what you are giving to the group. What are you adding to the mix, right? How are you, uh, how am I expressing my abilities, my capabilities to benefit everyone else? And I think that's a big part of it is because the ability to express yourself like not just be able to say stuff, but I mean to actually show who you are at your core, that you have your identity, you know who you are, and you're here to add to the group. That's a big part of it. And unless you actually, like we said earlier, unless you can identify yourself first, unless you have the self-identity to then express it within the group, you're, you're kind of behind already, in which case you need to pick up the pace and you need to start working. You need to start doing all the stuff in order to add benefit to the group. Um, and I think that the, the concept of continually earning your seat is that self-expression of I'm here to add. And you have to come in every day going, I'm here to add, I'm here to add. Well, maybe this day you're there to add everything you can, but everybody else is adding as well therefore everybody starts to climb and then every and then that pushes you to add even more tomorrow and that pushes you to add even more tomorrow but all of it comes from your own ability to express who you are at your core into the group and then add to it you guys got any points on that before i jump on doxy do you seb because if you don't i'll jump in <laughs> um i had something and I, it totally slipped my mind so go okay. ahead all right I'll, I'll fill in the gap until it comes mm -hmm. back so on uh, self-expression Let's talk about that for a little bit for a sec, um, because I feel like we've talked about identity and self-identity, but not too mm -hmm. much about self-expression at this point. Here's the way I approach my self-expression. I think of myself as like, uh, I know it's going to sound weird, but kind of like Miyamoto Masashi with a sword. Like he expressed himself through a sword. I, don't, I know I'm not Miyamoto Masashi, but I think of self-expression as how... Miyamoto did it with a sword, except I do it with a bike. I paint, a, I paint that single track with my bike, like a brush. What I do out on the trails, that's me self-expressing to myself, myself on a bike. Same on the BJJ mats. When I'm on the mats, I'm self-expressing to myself. I'm trying to be an artist, not for you, not for anyone else, not for my partner. When I'm on my bike, I'm not doing it for the dirt. I'm not trying to express how good or bad I am on a bike to the dirt. I'm using the world, my life, this universe that we're in. I'm using it to explore my abilities, to explore my ability to express myself within myself, to myself. I, when I'm riding my bike, I don't ride a bike for anyone else. It, there's no crowd out there on the single track. It's me and the squirrels. And so when I'm tearing down the track, I move in a way as if I'm painting on a blank slate, as it were. Every ride is different, though it may look the same. To me, 
I understand the minutia of the paintbrush of yesterday versus the minutia of the paintbrush today. And so as I paint my art, I am expressing myself to myself. Then when I get home off the mats, off the dirt, off the whatever, I'll grab my goofy little phone and I'll edit whatever footage I captured of me expressing myself to me. And if I edit it well and put it out to the internet, then I'm taking my self-expression and I'm expressing it out to the group, the cultural identity group that I'm part of. We'll call it the collective. We'll call it Instagram. We'll call it whatever. I'm demonstrating to everyone else, not how good I am. I'm just showing that this is how I self-express. This is me as an artist in the moment. And you too can be an artist. You just have to understand that what I do, you can do. You've just got to go do. So that's why I put up my self-expression videos to the group, as it were. It's not for me. It's to encourage others to go be artists in whatever they're doing. I really, I really like that, Sean. It captures it really well. If me, if the sword is to, if the bike is to you, to Miyamoto Musashi, was his sword is what is it for somebody else? The bike is a golf right. club or whatever the case may Indeed. be. It really doesn't matter what it is. Um, you know, <clears throat> what I like about this approach is I'm, I'm very much the same way. I, I very artistically self-express, and, and the reason why I do that is because I have so many layers to my personality that I love to just explore and do things and let things flow. And, and, and what's, what's good with that is it becomes very difficult for somebody, for somebody to jump in, come in and establish the parameters around how I self-express. So I'll give you an example of this. If I'm running a class, a jiu-jitsu class, and there's a specific move that's being taught or we're going over something and somebody has a slight variance of this on account of X, Y, and Z body shape, whatever the case may be, artistic flavor or whatever, I'm all over it. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of schools where, you know, like it's, no, this is not the move, like the move that we are doing, but this person is now expressing themselves through the art, which becomes a painting as opposed to, and a painting, you can't go to Picasso and say, you're not doing it right. Doing what right? I do whatever I want, <laughs> you know? And so, and yes, of course, we need to balance the need of, of letting people do whatever, because there are basic principles in the jujitsu, but this is just an example it's nice when when the fundamentals are taken care of, but then at some point the artistic sense is let to be, and it's not being stifled. Because when you're doing this in, say, on a BJ, BJJ mats, it may be done in any other area of your careers where other people or the organization you work for or the peers you're with or whoever are going to impose boxes around you and you're 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 your uh, sort of predisposition to self-express in the way that you want to and maybe interfere with that process. And that should never be inter interfered with you. As long as it doesn't endanger anybody and <laughs> doesn't get weird, you should be able to do that all the time, but you should also seek to do that all the time. Oh, so that's nice. That's a nice little segue into why I'm insisting on we retitle this to self-identity and self-expression. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say this, that, um, you know, the to self-express requires a certain amount of confidence. And I mean, even to self-express to yourself, if you've never considered the, the concept of self-expression, it might be difficult for you to self-express yourself to yourself because you may 
not have, I'll use the word courage to do it, even though that may be too strong of a word. Maybe the conviction to do it, though that may be too strong of a word. I feel that maybe the main reason is just the lack of consideration of, oh, I can do that. (laughs) Oh, I can start something and display to myself that I have a paintbrush in my hand in all matters of life. Look at this, what we're doing right now, podcasting. Uh, (sighs) Wow. Uh, I'll say something that I'm reluctant to say because I know I'll have to own it in the future. And it's, it sounds goofy, but this is how I approach podcasting. I'm not good enough at podcasting yet to start self-expressing. Though I am expressing my self-thoughts, I'm not self-expressing right now because I don't have the confidence or the skills or the wherewithal or whatever. Maybe it's imposter syndrome. Who knows? But right now, I can't fully self-express in front of the microphone the way I may be able to do a year or two from now. Because I don't have the inner belief, I guess, to just express, just paint a paint, just paint in this hour. Uh, Maybe I'll get there someday. But the most important part of that is this. I realize that that's what I'm going to try to do sometime in the future. I'm still trying to do it right now. I just don't do it well enough now that I believe that I can do it better in the future, I guess. So... I try to self-express in everything I do, but you have to have certain fundamentals in place. You have to have certain confidences in place through time, experience, losses and wins that you can finally get to fully self-express yourself with full confidence in everything related to that subject. On a bike, freaking get out of my way. I'll express all day long. But that's 20 plus years of uh, hammering. Same with the BJJ, eight, eight years on the mats. I'm not that good, but I, I've, I know enough that I can self-express. I can believe in my abilities to self-express. There's things like this that I don't have that belief yet, but I do know based on my life that with enough time, enough effort, it will eventually start to show up. Well, the, what are the win conditions in relation to what you are actually doing? And and if you are reaching some micro wins, you may not have the perfect win. And it's not the perfect mm. plan. It's just a plan. But it's an enacted plan. And an enacted plan develops and it gets better over time. But if you don't start, it doesn't. So it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's an interesting dichotomy. I, I would say that you need even more self-confidence to do that because the imposter syndrome is real if there are real short, shortcomings. But if you are out there developing as you are doing it and getting better in the public eye or doing it for everyone to see, you're now giving him a glimpse of the process. It isn't easy. Everything we see is always the tip of the iceberg, but we don't see the work that's being put behind. So that, I think, is a first row seat on somebody that is willing to go out on a shield in front of everybody else on account of self-betterment and collective betterment. That's a huge piece. Yeah, it's, it's important that people see that we're doing it. It's important that people also understand that tomorrow I won't want to do it, but I'll do it because yeah. that's, that's what's required, action. There's no point in thinking about whether I'm going to do it tomorrow or not. It's just going to get done. 
And so that's an important part of the process is you have to commit, even if you don't want to commit tomorrow, if you don't want to commit, you just got to commit, you just got to get it done. Action every day, discipline, focus, repetition, consistency, all of the good words, you just got to do it. And in time, the results start showing up, the outcomes start shaping into a more positive outcome. But to your point, Seb, most important in this process of podcasting or what we're doing over here on The Collective, for me anyway, personally, as my self-identity, is I want people to see and understand that nothing is particularly easy, but if you commit, it gets easier. Or you get braver. Yeah. One of the two, right? Yeah, one of the two, right? That's a good point. Well, I think I think a lot of people forget that there is a there's a big difference between seeing someone's body of work and creating a body of work, right? And that there is, if you look at somebody at day one, you know, brand new white belt that steps on the mat in the BJJ world, right? They have, they are now beginning to build a body of work. But that person could look at a black belt and go, oh, man, I, like, I'm never going to get there, which eliminates the ability to build that body of work. And I think over time, it's the daily, every day, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm just going to keep doing this. And before you realize, before you even recognize that you have a body of work, you've already built one. Yeah, stubbornly. And, stubbornly, exactly. But um, I just had this image in my head uh as you were racing through the trees and two squirrels sitting on, uh, on a branch and watching this bike go, and somebody goes, Whoa, was that Miyamoto Musashi? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I got a couple comments here from, uh, Doxy. I do want to hit on them. They're just fantastic. <clears throat> he says, it's interesting. Our identity has different personas depending on who we are with slash, uh, and the environment we're in. It's also interesting to see how, as we get older, our priorities change subsequently, our, our priorities change subsequently. So will our identity. I think this is a, a key point is that it's, that's, that's part of life, right? You can't be the same person you were 20. I mean, you can be, but some are. You, some are actually Seb and I were talking about this uh, earlier before we went live was the fact that, you know, there are people that were in the military for 10, 12, 15 years, and then they've been out of the military for 10, 12, 15 years, but in their minds, they're still there, right? Okay. They have not moved past that in order to develop their identity <clears throat> outside of what it is they were going into. And I'd like to give you, a little, uh, sorry. yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, before you jump ahead there into whatever, the conversation that you and Seb were having and what did you, what kind of conclusions did you draw? Uh, Seb had said, I'm going to wait till we actually go live and talk about this because there's so many points. Well, here, here we are. <laughs> so here we are. I, can, I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> I can't remember my name. So, <laughs> hey, um, but just before, because I, I want to, and it's not, I, I don't want to call it pushback on Dr. C because he's obviously Dr. C and, and, and a wealth of knowledge. But I want to bring a bit of nuance to this because for me, when I read this about identify as different personas, depending on who we're with, that's you trying to fit in, in my opinion. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and I do believe that it is correct uh, in that different dimensions of a personality will come out with different groups, depending on what you're engaged in. And so that I can stand behind. But if you're a different person with each group that you're in, you are trying to fit in. You are not being you. So 
you know, I would really caution people against trying to cater who they are to satisfy the the group, so to speak, and 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 really embrace having the ability to develop the tools necessary so that you can self-express who you are without feeling without being threatening to everybody else every time you do it. And so it's not so much about what you are doing as how you're doing it. That's the piece that needs to be worked on. But ultimately, if you start changing for everybody around you, good luck with that. Yeah, and you know what 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 I thought of is as you're explaining that the idea that we have our self-identity, we are who we are, but we should be rich enough or broad enough or multidimensional enough that as we flow from room to room of different groups of people in a large building, we'll call it, as you move from room to room and different group to group, you shouldn't be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You should be within your bandwidth of ability to ebb and flow. I'm not going to say you got to be a chameleon, but you've got to be able to step into a a new room each time and synchronize right away. That doesn't mean that you, you change personalities. You just sync with the vibe Mm -hmm. of whatever that group is. And from room to room, group to group, you just synchronize. You don't have to be something that you're not. You've just got to dial into the group figure out the synchronicity of the moment and, and operate accordingly. So rather than chasing uh, or pretending to be something you're not, just be who you are, but, but synchronize with the group in whatever fashion you can. Yeah. Uh, He does uh, kick back here. He says, true Seb. I was referring more to the fact we have an identity as a child, as a parent, as a sibling, as a boss, as an employee, et cetera, et cetera. cetera. Um, So, with that, uh, he's got another one here. Talk about self-expression. Self-expression encompasses verbal and non-verbal means of conveying one's authentic self to the world, such as through art, writing, mm-hmm. fashion, behavior, communication, style, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was thinking the same thing as you were talking about self-expression and you being on the bike was the first thing that popped into my mind was this. This is a perfect uh, example of my own self-expression. Is I, I, I enjoy podcasting. I I enjoy the, the challenge of it. I enjoy bringing myself out in these conversations. And I like being able to free flow into a conversation and being able to play with it and uh, be truly in the moment of it. Um, And we can do that through all kinds of different ways, right? Except fashion. I'm not very good at fashion. (laughs) (laughs) You should start expressing yourself more in your fashion then, (laughs) I think. Uh, If only I had a merchy t-shirt, you know? I'm, uh, yep, you're right. Zing. On it. On it. Bam. Uh, so we got another couple comments. Octavian says, I'm linking what's being said to a video I saw, Break the Cycle of Addiction by Ram Das. He says that finding the ability to self-express authentically is one of the two best forces to fight addiction. I've not Agreed. seen that, but uh, Seb, you're agreeing I with that? I did a long time ago. Uh, Octavian, a- do you remember what the second best force was? Or you've listed one, but what was the other one? Just out of curiosity. Best force to fight addiction. I'm going to I'm going to suggest something along the lines of of changing reward systems, go to internal gratification or something. I don't know. Uh, well, I'm sure he'll throw it up here in a second here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we'll carry on. But uh, Dr. C says, absolutely. Action has been shown to reduce depression and authenticity is so true. Octavian, 100 mm-hmm. uh, percent. He does make a quick point to you, Sean. Uh, pick up the pace, Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if if, if, Sean go, if Sean goes and rides his bike, <laughs> and in 500 years, 
8 million people are watching Sean's <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. like Miyamoto. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. hey? 500 years later. That's, but that's a trip to even start beginning to unpeel that onion. Look, I'm a big fan, as you know, Sean, of Pascal Bell, the, the, the German composer. And oh, yeah. some of the songs that I listen to in my car right now while I'm driving around were written in 1689. Oh, and I, I think of that sometimes and I'm like, where is... Um, What's her face? Uh, Miley Cyrus going to be in 400 right. years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's interesting. Yes. Just on that point is that uh, like Mozart was thought yeah. to be like a pop artist. They were just like, oh, well, he's just messing with the classics and he's doing all these crazy things. And like, of course. And now he's one of the classical composers. It's uh, one of my favorite composers. Yeah, he's, he's a great composer. Um, so. Dr. C, one more. He says, I have found people's clothes psychologically fascinating concerning expression, which is a great point. I actually brought this up with my uh, uh, my massage therapist today was I was saying that, you know, what people wear. I mean, we've said this before on the show is a conscious effort to express how you feel, who you are. And if if what you're wearing is separate from your identity then you're not expressing yourself. You're trying to express something else. That's you trying to, as you said, be a chameleon. You're trying to change yourself for the group. Yeah, play Versus. different roles. And, and so that's a really important point. And I'll throw this, it'll take me 60 seconds. So if you, and I'm not suggesting everyone has to do this, but if anyone's academically curious, take a look at my Instagram feed from yesterday or the day before or the day before that or whatever, any day, pick a random day. And what you'll see me is in the morning, I'll get up and whatever I'm drinking and wearing first thing in the morning, you'll see me wearing it that afternoon. You'll see me wearing it that evening. You'll see me riding in it. My, my, uh, my two live potties yesterday, I was wearing a, a Pathfinder sweatshirt. So I wore that for two podcasts. Then I wore it to go to my, and then I wore it for the ride. And then I wore it for, so that's what I wore. And it's just what I threw on in the morning. I didn't plan my entire day and every little bit of social media that I did flippity flopping shirts and hats and socks. And <laughs> I mean, it's just not me, man. So, you know, if you see me in the morning wearing this, you'll see me riding in it this afternoon. Uh, and so I don't carefully contrive my image. I'm just doing me. It's my self-identity that I'm pushing out there as a self-expression and I'm not so carefully calculated that I'm contriving images, various avatars throughout the day. I'm just doing me with whatever I'm wearing. So if this is fashionable to ride in this afternoon, well, that's lucky. That's coincidence because I'm not fashionably uh, contriving my fashion sense. But you're also not trying to obtain external validation because you simply yeah, don't right. need it. I don't need it. If yeah. if if you're if you're thinking to yourself, I'm gonna wear my you know my my Pathfinder shirt today on account of letting everybody know I was a Pathfinder. Yeah, that's a completely different ball game. You're now seeking yeah. external validation from the actions that you're taking. You're not self-expressing. You know that's yeah. very different. Yeah, and, and it's it's so different, buddy. That there's a time when I couldn't wear a Pathfinder yeah, sweatshirt because I, I didn't want anyone to know that I was any of that stuff. So to put it on was a trip. Now to wear it on the regular is a trip. It's all a trip, but you got to get right with yourself. You got to get right with your self identity in order to self express out there. Agreed, man. Hundred percent. 
Uh, last comment here we got. Doxy says, painful thoughts, Seb. So true, Chance. I think they were talking about Miley Cyrus. In, <laughs> <laughs> in 400 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, here we go. Octavian says, the other force is that of, of course, connection with others. Mm, His big right, point yeah, yeah, is yeah. that separation one, uh, separation from self-expression and a collective is what causes addiction. So, nice. it's interesting. so that, that That's what makes the AAs and the NAs so effective. Yeah. Peer support, man. This is um, part of the collective. Like-minded community. Everything we're doing is that we have, again, we, as a as singular, identifiable people, are expressing ourselves within a collective in order to grow the collective almost. It's kind of crazy how that happens. Uh, so we're just about at time. Any final thoughts? Seb? Yeah, I think it's it's pretty much all been said, but you need... I, I can't say this enough. We we as humans, we need to diversify who we are. We need to we need to be anchored in so many different things and things that are meaningful and things that we that we care about and, and outside of our work circles and outside of the same group of people we always hang out with and have different lenses on things. And the more multidimensionals we are, the less we are hurt when one of those pieces falls apart. And that's I think a critical piece moving forward. For me anyways sure john um i will i'll end with this uh maybe focalizing on the self-expression part um please anyone who's listening to this consider what you feel you're good at and then express yourself with it today shoot a video take a photo something that demonstrates your self-expression I didn't say your self-excellence, just your self-expression. If you're a painter, if you're a rider, if you're a martial artist, if you're a horse jumper, whatever. Whatever you can express yourself with today, do me a favor, photo or video, push it up to the IG, hashtag mentel.ca, hashtag the collective, hashtag all three of us, so that we can see how this conversation maybe move the needle for some other folks out there to understand that self-expression as humans is so important for other humans to see. Yeah. Um, one correction on that. Don't hashtag us at us. That's a <laughs> different thing, but hashtagging, Roger I mean, that. hashtags work, but do add us for sure. Um, we have all of our things here. I will just remove this so everybody can see it. There we go. At Mascor Burles, at Slab Commander, at Sean Taylor's one. And then, uh, <laughs> sorry, Salty Jake. Sorry, came in late this one. I'll be rewatching what I missed. Perfect. Yeah, we're Shit. wondering. Yeah, we were <laughs> the whole time. The whole time I was just sitting there like, where is this? He was Where's busy Salty? out there self expressing himself. <laughs> Can we even do this? <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, but again, great conversation, boys. It has been, uh, it's been awesome. I, I think there's, We've been able to develop and refine a lot of what I think is unrefined out there and unde underdeveloped, I believe. And it is a, uh, I look at it now as I wish I had had this 20 years ago, right? Can you imagine having the collective when you were 20 and being able to sit and listen to the, the hard hitters and the, the people, the professionals and the people who have been there, done this, seen this, and then being able to that apply that as a 20 year old and just poof, we I, we'd have a better world i think oh man <laughs> all right uh so as we all 
learn how to self-express as we all build our own identity. We can then grow from it and become better people, better men, better collectively as one. So if you want to do that, you can do that here with us every day on The Collective. We'll see you all tomorrow. Chimo. Chimo.